Well, here we are again. Hello, Leanna, how are you? I'm tired. You're tired? I'm tired. What, uh, is there a particular reason for this fatigue? Um, I don't know. I just not have sleep in the world right now. All right, well, we'll try been, to keep, keep you I've been working a lot. Yes, you have been with It's Not Therapy, Thursdays at 7 o'clock on Saga960 AM and online at saga960am.ca. Um, and podcasts are available there as well. Um, and you've also been busy with uh, your Liana Cares uh, peer counseling and yeah, working on a video game. And, yeah. and, and, and. Yeah, and basically, you know, dealing with people dealing with the world right now. I think people are on bad news overload right now. I, you know what? I, I hate the news. I, I don't want to see because it's just wall to wall misery. Like, you know, there are more good things that go on in the world day to day than bad things. I think there are more examples of people being good to each other, of people being giving, people making sacrifices. There's all kinds of great stories, but nobody gives a rat's ass about those, apparently, or at least not enough. They, they're not enough to make people want to consume media in the, the numbers that uh, will draw advertising. I mean, it's just, I, 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 I'm tired of it. I, it. It makes you think that the world outside is nothing but a horrible, post-apocalyptic, escape from New York, Mad Max kind of world. And it really isn't. There's like, there's, there's things in this world, there's more tolerance uh, or, or acceptance of other people than we've ever had any other time in history. You know, there's, 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 there's just more enlightenment, more decency in general, um, but that doesn't draw eyeballs. What we hear eyeballs about is horrible things that happen to people far away from us um and don't really illuminate our view of the world or teach us something new uh it's uh news you know if it bleeds it leads and and i just it, it's i understand why people don't want to uh engage with the news because you can pretty much go about your life day to day not paying attention to the news and other than the change in gas prices your life will not be changed by not being aware of what's going on around the world. I don't know. I really like positive news stories. I really like reading stories of people doing good things in the world. And I think that if people got more attention for doing good things, then, you know, everyone would be better off. Also, my favorite Twitter account right now is a Twitter account called Cats Being Weird Little Guys. Weird little guys on Twitter. It is fantastic. What is it? Cats just doing idiosyncratic things? Hilarious pictures of cats. Like, hilarious. Like, the internet, is, the internet is almost like ancient Egyptian society at this point in time. If you what, cut away human the bad, sacrifice and cats? Yeah, if you cut away the bad stuff, it's like the worship of Bast, the Egyptian <laughs> cat god. There's you know, one... There's a like it's clearly a hardware store and a black cat is curled up on, you know, the the bag that catches the lawn clippings yeah. on a powder power motor. This black cat is sleeping on this black power motor grass bag. It's just funny pictures of cats. That doesn't sound funny. 
Uh, it, it's just for some odd reason in the timeline, it super struck me funny. You know, cats in in weird boxes and mashing themselves into weird, you know, configurations and stuff. It's just an awesome Twitter account. And what's it called? Uh, at at weird lil guys. Is it lil so, l i l l i l? Yeah. At weird lil guys. All right, we'll try that. Weird weird see, lil guys. See, and, and see, like, because I, I I try to avoid news nowadays. Um, I. I'm going to give an update on my Sasquatch podcast listening. What? What? Wait. Sorry. Did I hear something there? Did I hear a noise? Uh, yeah. It's not about Sasquatch. It's about you actively avoiding news. Well, I avoid it. It doesn't mean it doesn't get me. Yeah, but why not? Why not subscribe to services like I read local news? for things that are going on in my community. And that's where a lot of the more positive stories I read come from. So anyway, um, I complained a few weeks back about, my, about Sasquatch podcasts, where they spend a lot of time talking about not Sasquatch stuff before they get to Sasquatch stuff. Oh, and I, yes. And I, don't, and I don't listen to hear about these people's lives. Frankly, I don't care about these people's lives. Um, they are insignificant to me. They exist. Their only value to me is as people who bring me stories of Sasquatch. Anything Can I that ask goes a on question? outside of that is not of any value to me. I don't care about anything to do with their existence other than that. What? Can I, but if, if you don't care about this stuff, then why do we come on this show like every week and talk about our lives? Because our lives are interesting. And our I, show- I always, I always want to talk about news stories and Ed's always like, no, I want to talk about a Sasquatch podcast. Well, you see, the thing is, our podcast doesn't say we're about anything. It says Ed and Red's podcast. That means when you listen, you get Ed and Red. As long as you and I are here, we're delivering what we say we're going to deliver in the name of the podcast. If it says Sasquatch Chronicles and it's about some guy going out fishing, then it's not about Sasquatch. Am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. So I found one podcast, two podcasts recently, which get right into the Sasquatch stuff. Okay. But here's the thing. After a while, I mean, how many people can you find that are willing to talk to you about Sasquatch experiences? A lot of people will not come forward because they're afraid of being made fun of because they will be made fun of. So they eventually start talking to people who are telling secondhand stories uh, and thirdhand stories or telling stories where they didn't see a Sasquatch, but they knew they felt like they were being watched in the woods. And it's like, is it just a, a dearth of good stories? And some guys, it's like a lot of these people when they're talking, you know, when people talk, and they're remember, actually remembering something, voices change in subtle ways with, uh, with the mood of their memory. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you can't fake that. If you want an example, look at Amber Heard on the, on the stand. Um, so they, uh, they start telling stories, and it sounds like they're making it up as they go. Like, there's just no quality control in Sasquatch podcasts. <laughs> This is uh, there's no quality control in Sasquatch. No, no quality control. They're not really checking these people for veracity. They just someone says they got a uh, Sasquatch story. They bring them on. Some of them are liars, Um, you know, and and then one podcast that I listen to. 
it's all about Sasquatch. And then it ends with this country song that the host composed and recorded years ago when he was an aspiring country music star. And so it's all about Sasquatch. And then it's this whining, this horrible whining that has nothing to do with Sasquatch. It's like, could you not put some spooky music on at the end? Do I really want to hear this idiot's country song? Because, you know, bad country songs are bad. And uh, I have to listen to the entirety of the song before it rolls over to the next episode. So I'm stuck listening to this horrible, and I'm talking old school country, like before new country, which isn't new anymore. It's 30 years old. But before new country, old George Jones kind of country. So it's this terrible song, and I can't. I, 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 the, 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 my phone is somewhere distant from me because I'm doing something while I'm listening. So I'd have to go over and find the phone and skip ahead. I have to wait and listen through this idiot's wailing, um, and in order to get, I'd rather hear the Sasquatch recorded sounds because they're really spooky. Uh, Sasquatch calls than listen to this guy's country song. I would rather listen to the country music bed with Sasquatch screams in it, then listen to this guy. And that's what I have to say about that. All right. Um, I mentioned Amber Heard. Yes, you did. And I know you're compelled. Uh, the world seems to be compelled. But, you know, it's funny how before this, everyone was concerned about Ukraine. Now it's like uh, old news. Uh, uh, no, I, I, I have a theory about that. Oh, what is that? I have a theory about that. The really, really awful stuff in the world, you know, says says the guy who avoids news. Um, but the really, really awful stuff in the world, it makes people feel helpless. It makes people feel like they can't do anything about it. And so they just feel bad and they look away. This Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, it really is about court of public opinion. I've been saying this since this trial started. This is not about who wins the actual lawsuit. It's about who wins in the court of public opinion. So people feel like watching it and having an opinion about it is actually helpful. It's doing something. That's like uh, quantum theory that the observer affects what's being observed. It kind of, it's more that, you know, if you watch it and you tweet and you show support for one party or the other, you can somehow affect the outcome, which, you know, the, the narrative about so many things, Ukraine, God, even, even the narrative surrounding this Ontario election is that an individual can't do anything about what's going on. It's just locked in. And, and I, I hate that that's the media narrative surrounding the, the, uh, the Ontario provincial election. It, it makes me actively angry but most people can't go on the radio or podcast and talk about that like I can. They can tweet about Johnny Depp and people can see it and there's a reaction. I actually had a tweet go viral about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. I had no idea. I was away from Twitter for a few days. I came back like, wow, what is all these thousands of things? It was actually a bit scary. Is it as scary as perhaps a Sasquatch encounter? I, I think I would prefer the Sasquatch encounter. No, apparently they stink really badly. And oh, you've okay. got very set, you've got a very yeah. advanced sense of smell. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's this thing. I, I think it's this thing, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, that some men are abused as well. 
And that tends to get lost in these various narratives. And so they feel very alone. And so, you know, with the shift here, people feel seen and people feel validated. And, and it's important, right? It's important that anybody who, uh, you know, everybody deserves some validation from the people around them. And that doesn't happen enough in the world lately. So I don't know. I think that's a big part of it, right? I, I think that there will come a time, and you'll laugh now. You'll laugh. You'll say, oh, ho, ho, Ed, you are being so funny. There will come a time in the United States when you will have three choices for trial. Trial by judge, trial by jury, or trial by uh, social media. And oh, wow. people will get to, to decide that they would like to be tried in the court of popular opinion. Their stuff will go online. And they're basically the number, whoever votes one way or the other decides the verdict. You know, it's very possible. Well, I mean, how much worse is that really than, than juries? You think juries really- I, You can select who your jury is, right? To an extent. Not to an extent, but- Yeah, I would I mean, not. they all just want to get out of there and go home for dinner. I would not put myself up for judgment by social media. My opinions are far too weird. I'm a bit of pariah of a pariah on social media right now just because I'm not about shirtless Thor. It freaks me out. You're a pariah because you're not about shirtless Thor? Yeah, this apparently. Is, this is a thing that gets them gathering their torches to chase you out of town? Oh, that's where you get hard disagrees and, and stuff like I that. Hate that. Like, I hate that hard disagree. Come here. Let me punch your face. Hard I disagree. Mean, women women are more likely to sort of subtweet about that than than guys are but i you know i i don't know i every time one of these movies comes out that is marketed um primarily by shirtless guys with overdeveloped latissimus dorsi muscles i get completely freaked out you have a a a, a phobia about shirtless hairless chests no it's not that it's the chest ends and there's this extra wing of muscle on either side and it completely freaks me out and i get that like aquaman's supposed to be a swimmer so i understand why you know they build jason momoa up or something like that but it just it makes guys look like they can't wipe their own bum and it weirds me out and i know i am in the minority here but I, I well, don't know. No, you know what? This reminds me of you and I both knew uh, somebody who was into bodybuilding years ago. Yeah. And uh, we covered maybe a body. Maybe that's why this weirds me out. Maybe. We covered a bodybuilding tournament and bodybuilders cover themselves in bronzer. So they look like uh, steroid ridden Oompa Loompas. Yeah. And but they have to get their entire body because they're wearing these thin trunks. So they have to get the um, bronzer between their, their butt cheeks. Um, but because of the way their arms are overbuilt, they can't reach and, and do that. So they usually have an assistant or a, uh, a, a, a girlfriend uh, yeah. or somebody uh, yeah. apply uh, bronzer to their butt cheeks. And I'm thinking this might be the uh, point when uh, make or break point for a relationship. Well, I mean, I think any woman who's with a guy like that is into guys like that. What comes with it? I don't I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I mean, do you really know you're going to be applying bronzer to, to between someone's crack. Um, 
because you like the way they look with their shirt off. I mean, I don't know that that automatically comes with the territory. Yeah, I, I don't understand any of it. I don't understand the appeal of any of it. And I don't understand why the message has gotten out to so many guys that you have to look like that for women to like you. It's I what happened to the character of these superheroes? I mean, the Thor outfit is kind of cool in how weird it is. And I sort of miss seeing the Thor outfit in images of Thor. Can we get the Thor costume back, please? All right. Well, we'll we'll make that one vote for the Thor costume. Yeah, I want I him think to wear I... the dumb winged helmet. I love the dumb winged Did, helmet. Didn't he wear that in like the first movie and then never again? And never again. I love that the was... dumb winged helmet. I was really impressed at how the actors in those movies make those ridiculous helmets look good and not seem like they're hurting their neck. Yeah. Um, that yeah. that's a that's a skill. Those those helmets, they're not just, you know, they're unwieldy, right? Like they they make it hard to move because they stick out all over the place. Um, we're going to go to a break. OK, when we come back, we'll talk about other stuff. Right. Um, we're saving the very serious stuff for the end because it's very hard to pivot from serious stuff to talking about Sasquatch. See, I, I, I disagree with this decision, but I went with it because then you end on a downer. But um, we're, we're committed now. Yeah, we're there. All right. Uh, back after this. You know, it's interesting to me, Liana, you who are not somebody who gets into uh, celebrity culture worship, pop culture worship, things like that. Uh, somebody who's been inside that that nonsense machine uh, at Much Music, um, sees it for what it is. Uh, you're not somebody who gets captivated by that, but you and many people around the world are captivated by this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. It's like, I remember the early days of WrestleMania when there was a main event. Uh, okay. Like, like uh, Hulk Hogan versus Nikolai Volkov. Um, Things like that. Uh, people, this is like professional wrestling in court. I, I think, like I said before, I think that it goes a little deeper than that. But I mean, I, I have been following it because a lot of my one-on-one -on -one clients are very affected by it emotionally and, and need to need to talk about it, need, need, someone to listen to them. And I find one of the things with men working with men as a rule, not all men, you always have to say that now, not all men, but women, once they get going, they get going uh, on. Not all know, women have to say Not that. all women, not, all yeah, women. Not, not me. And this is what I find interesting, but you know, a lot of men, they need prompts, especially when it comes to talking about emotional stuff. Like, did it feel like this? Did it feel like that? Was it kind of like this? They don't have the vocabulary to express what's happening to them. And if you can get a few prompts, then they'll start. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Or no, it's more like that. You can get a conversation going. Is that kind of like show me on the doll where he touched you? Well, let's not go there because right. that that's minimizing it and making them feel like children. And, and that's not good. But this particular trial, a lot of people are seeing their own circumstances reflected in the lives of celebrities. And it's been really, really ugly the way media, 
who, let's face it, nobody knows what happened other than those two people, right? I'm not going to claim I knew I know what happened in their relationship. He could be guilty of sin. I don't know. I know someone made a crap on a bed. Yes. That, that is that, empirically that, proven. He, that there was a turd is, on a bed. He was not there at the time that happened. That's right. But so it could not be his turd. A lot of people just make a see... game like Clue and just call it turd. Oh, to start to figure out using cards who put the turd, who dropped and, the deuce, and the little the little uh, markers, the little um, yeah, the, the uh, tokens. Tesses are are teacup Yorkies. That's right. Right. Um, but you know, a lot of people are seeing certain details of this whole thing, certain mannerisms, certain ways of explaining things, reflective of their own experience. So they can go that it was like that. And on the one hand, it's useful as a, you know, as a peer counseling strategy, if, if you know what they're referring to. On the other hand, I'm very, very concerned that people are going to get over-invested in the outcome of this thing. And that has me very concerned because when people get tied to external events that they can't control, it can be crushing when things don't go their way. And I, I really don't like the way the media is ratcheting this up and writing op-eds about how this whole thing is the end of me too and women won't be believed and men are gonna be able to abuse women. I mean, there's the, the what's his name? The Headley guys trial is going on. Oh, Jacob Hoggard. Yeah, and that's getting very little attention. The, the Ontario election is getting very little attention. Uh, but, you know, it, first of all, it's because it's a major star. It's because people do feel a lot of, of um, kinship. Anybody who's known a particular sort of dangerous person puts themselves in this place. But I think also a lot of these people who have suffered in silence for a very long time and and had to listen to this narrative of believe victims and they see this little bracket except men i think they're really tying their sense of fairness in the world to johnny depp's fate and that has me really concerned because every situation is different and that suggests to me a profound lack of support for people out there that they need to hitch themselves to a celebrity story because they're not getting hurt and validated in their own lives. And we can do something about that, right? You're asking me? Well, well, you are, you are male, you are. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose what you're saying is that if this goes against Johnny Depp in the verdict, uh, some of these men who are identifying with him will feel invalidated, but the truth is, this uh, trial was never about the judicial outcome. This trial was Johnny Depp trying to regain his career. And in, to do that, he had to show that these charges against him were not credible because um, otherwise nobody would hire him. As long as he was seen as an abuser, he could not get hired. But by bringing airing this dirty laundry and especially the dirty bedsheets um, in front of everybody, um, has caused people to reconsider whether what his responsibility was in all of this. And so now that the scales are tipping towards uh, believing Johnny Depp, he has the chance to get his career back 
amongst the decision makers in Hollywood. Those are the people that this trial is for, not yeah. for the actual uh, judge or whatever. It was Johnny Depp trying to put a narrative out there to counter the narrative that caused him work. I I don't I'm that sounds very calculating and manipulative and I'm not sure I'm prepared. Yeah, but I'm not sure I'm prepared to word it that way. Because, okay, I did. They can quote me. Well, I mean, it's also come out that you know he does a lot of drugs and is, this is news? Pro, pro, no probably has more of a problem than he's willing to admit and some productions might see him as a bad risk accordingly. I I do think there is an element with him where he's lost everything. Um, he wants what he believes to be the truth to come out. I, I do think that's a legitimate. I, I, I have no reason to dispute what he's saying, so I'm not going to. I think there's too much of that. Uh, yes, would he like a career back? Yeah, he has bills, right? But I think, I think the motivator here is also he doesn't. It's it's more abstract. He doesn't want people thinking this about him, and that can be a motivator even even if he actually did some of this stuff, right? He he, it's a reputational thing. Right, you don't want to be looked at when you walk into a restaurant as uh, a partner abuser. You don't, yeah. you don't want to carry that the rest of your life. You'd rather be Edward Scissorhands. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's got to be tough having, you know, to be to be compassionate for both of them going through this. And well, I think what's capped. Well, that, I, can I finish, please? Oh, my God. Yes. What do you mean? Oh, my God. You interrupted me interrupting. I, I think what. uh is captivating people is someone here is lying through their teeth right Mm -hmm. someone here is doesn't matter does somebody here is just pathological in the lies and i think that's another thing that people can relate to and people can have an opinion and since people are are you know on average terrible at spotting deception one person's opinion is as good as another's and people love those sorts of things where they can just have an opinion and not have to back it up. Well, I have known three people in my life who carry on like Amber Heard. All right. That behave and they were all pathological liars. Two of them were women. One was a man. And it's like they've got an Ikea kit of the yeah. uh, steps to follow in order to be this pathological liar with a mm-hmm. pathological need for people to believe their lies. Um, so they can never back back off or back down because they have a pathological need for people to believe their pathological lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Amber Heard fits her behavior, the way that the evidence has, has come out, it, it fits this mold of these three people that I knew like exactly it's like it was fit, cut to a t it fits like a glove um See, that's and- that's what i keep trying to check myself on is is she just really unlikable or is she you know is there more to it than that can it be both well it can be both of course but i i just try to check my bias on that one because between the two of them it's undeniable he's a lot more traditionally likable than she is 
Well, I just find her to be lying. And her, even the people she brings up as witnesses don't necessarily back her enough. Um, uh, oh, s- some of that stuff has fallen apart for sure. But we're not well, the jury, right? Which say that Aquaman was the most successful movie of all time. I don't remember Aquaman being in Titanic. Um, so See, to, to me, that's less important than, you know, the guy who was at the trailer park who said what he witnessed was the opposite of what she claimed. Like that kind of stuff. Uh, and and, and I'm, I admit part of my brain is fighting the idea that the system could have gotten this so wrong. I don't want to believe that such a miscarriage happened. But it's possible. I mean, it does happen. I've known um, I've known pathological liars who weaponized the press and got away with it. I mean, look at Joss Whedon. He got away with it for years. If only they would um, televise, uh, handle the Ontario election in like a courtroom where they, uh, they both sides were, well, the thing is there's more than, there's, there's more than two sides, but maybe they like, break it up and do a round robin of court and they bring in witnesses <laughs> and all that stuff. Maybe that would, would make it more sexy so that people would care more about the people who are going to be spending uh, their tax dollars than See, they care about what happens to a pair of Hollywood celebrities. There's a shining example of the media decided this is a boring election about nothing. And so they haven't really done due diligence in covering the issues. And so you know, uh, Ontario polling stuff like this is notoriously bad. The sample sizes are teeny tiny. And I don't know, you know, I'd want to see writing by writing breakdowns before I believe overall polls. But I, I, it, every election, I say dereliction of duty by the media as a whole. And I'm saying it again, like it's just too hard to find information about the platforms and issues. <laughs> because people don't care. Um, no, 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 no. The media should not only provide information that people, quote unquote, care about regarding civics like this. People don't know if they care until they're provided the information. You know how the liberals, I think, would, would be doing better right now? I think as a leader, they need Yosemite Sam. I, I don't. Stephen Del Duca, too calm, too competent. Too, too professional. They need Yosemite See, Sam, somebody who's like shooting guns in the air and into the floor and, See, I and disagree. spitting out anger. Like I, 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 everyone would watch that. And people are so angry these days, they would relate to this Yosemite Sam character. I think that uh, Yosemite Sam would have been a great choice of liberal leader, but See, I don't know his politics. I disagree. You didn't watch the debate. I did. Yeah. The problem is far more people are like you and didn't watch the debate because it was on at 6.30 on a Monday or something like that. It was also, a terrible I saw time. Clips of it. The, the production value, we used to do that on cable 10. Well, it, it's the, it was the agenda set, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It was just, uh, when I saw clips, I was like, really? This even looks boring. Um, well, it, it, it just, the, the format was awkward in places, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. One debate in the largest province in the country with, I mean, the choice is very, very stark. I don't know how people can say, I don't care. It's about nothing. There's a lot on the table in terms of the vision 
for the province going forward in the next five years. And the fact that people are so disengaged actually has me worried. You see, if a liberal or an NDP government were in power now, there would be a lot more heat in the election because the conservatives are good at making something about life or death, that if you choose the other guys, death will follow. Uh, we only we can save you from from the from the doom that is coming your way. Uh, conservatives are very good about making things seem really, really dire. And so the election is about something. But it doesn't suit them to do that when they're the incumbent, because you, when you're an incumbent, the less the fewer people that turn out at the polls usually favors the incumbent. So that's why it's, it's about nothing is because the other parties um, don't engage in fear mongering. Oh, there's been some fear mongering going on. It just hasn't been. They they can't get a message through. I think it's more they nervous just, mongering, less less they, fear mongering. They, they, they just well, in in the NDP's case, it's it's um, disappointment mongering, which I thought was the wrong rhetorical tactic. I've talked about that before, but yeah, I don't know what more they had to throw at the wall to get people interested. It just issues driven campaigning doesn't work anymore. And that scares me. There's your fear mongering right there. I think uh, the NDP, you know how they had that uh, hologram of Tupac at Coachella a few years ago. Okay. I think they should make a hologram of Jack Layton and have the hologram (laughs) lead the NDP. Like the, the ABBA, the avatars. Yes. We're at the state and technology now have just a sentient AI programmed like Jack Layton in a hologram and have a hologram lead the NDP. Just just like the Hall of Presidents at Disney World kind of thing? No, those are those are stiff robots. I'm talking about oh, a hologram. Okay. Follow oh, okay. me oh, here. Oh, oh, much, All right. much we're better. Gonna, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, other stuff. All right, Leanna? Do I have a choice? Well, I phrased it as such. Right, there you go. All right, back in a minute. So sad news from the world of Hollywood. I guess it's sad news. Ray Liotta. Leota, Leota, yeah. Uh, let's call the whole thing off. Uh, died in his sleep. Um, yeah. Which is, if you're gonna die, it's kind of it's kind of sneaky though. Like if you're gonna die and you're awake and you realize death is coming, you can at least greet death. But if you die in your sleep, it's like it's a bit of a ripoff. It's the best way to go because there's no pain. But at the same time, you you know you go to sleep expecting to wake up. You don't wake up. I don't know. It seems like it would disrupt your routine. I, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's painless, I imagine, unless, I mean, is there a better way to go than in your sleep? Um, but, you know, it, this is how ghosts happen. They, they leave things unfinished in life, so they have to come back. I, I, I don't know. I just, like, like you said, there are, there are worse ways to go. It's, I guess, because he was only 67, it's sad. And I mean, you you didn't think about how much stuff he was actually in until you saw the different pictures on the social media and stuff. It's like, wow, yeah, that was a pretty prolific career. I always thought he would have made a great Joker in a Batman movie because he has this sense so of menace, menace yeah, and intensity, he and that he could flip it any minute. Um, See, I think he, he would have been an amazing Joker. He would have given off the right vibes. Like, I would have preferred him to Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson didn't even act in that role. He just okay. played Jack Nicholson. It was, but that, that there was, was no real purpose. sense of There was no real sense of menace 
to me. Whereas a Ray Liotta, like every time Ray Liotta was on a screen, there was a sense of menace. There was a sense that this guy could go off at any minute. Except in Field of Dreams, where he played like the, the baseball player. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have any menace there. It's kind of interesting. Like, well, that's a long time ago. After a while, it kind of became, yeah, Ray Liotta, instant scary. But there was a time where that wasn't the case. And I don't know. It just on the one hand, it's like, oh, it's sad when somebody like that passes away. On another hand, hey, they did something with their life and people care that they're gone. And I don't have that expectation for myself. So good on you, Ray Liotta. Um, I think he was in this movie called Something Wild with Melanie Griffith. Something and, like that, yeah. And he was just this, the first time I saw him as this vicious character. And he he was, he jumped off the screen with menace. Yeah. Um, he was really good at seeming menacing. But um, he, it didn't seem like he was acting. And so I think a lot of people thought he was just a scary person. But yeah, I don't well, know. Would you want to be the, uh, the person on the phone on Amazon? when he calls that uh, somebody stole the, the item from his door. <laughs> you want to be talking to Ray Liotta about that? I don't. You want to be the person in the uh, variety store when he scratches his lottery ticket and discovers he didn't win? You want to be that vendor? <laughs> now, you're, now you're doing a Goodfellas. You're oh, doing a like? Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. You talking to me? You talking to me? Do I amuse you? Like, I, what am I, like a clown? Yeah, Do I yeah. amuse you? Yeah. Ray Liotta was in that too. Was he in that? Or was he in The Untouchables? No, that was Kevin Costner, right? Kevin Costner was in The Untouchables. Classic right. movie. Sean Ray Liotta was in Goodfellas, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I really enjoy those sorts of Scorsese-style movies, but they run together for me because the themes are so similar. Well, Scorsese has a particular oeuvre. Um, <laughs> what? Oeuvre. Oeuvre? Was that, was that heaving or were you saying oeuvre? Oeuvre, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oeuvre. O e u v r e, I believe. Right. Or O u e v r e. Anyway, right. it's a film genre. Right. He's a certain. He's a novelist in a particular style of, of novel. Right. All right. Only um, movies. So uh, so farewell to uh, Ray Liotta. Liotta. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It's funny that nowadays we say only sixty-seven. In my lifetime, when I was a kid somebody 67 you'd say well they had a good long life well that's why the retirement age was set at 65 a lot of people didn't make it to there yeah uh it was for very old people yeah maybe they had the right idea all right um well who wants to live to be old in this world (laughs) i i don't know getting old. i've been watching all the abba stuff going on and they make getting old seem awesome you know what? If I had millions of dollars, uh, they, they still live. Some of them still live in this. I mean, some of them are royalty, but one of the guys still lives in the same apartment he did back then. Like right, well, he's that's, happy. That's some kind of mental illness. All right. We're going to uh, go to a break. We're going to come back, talk about something serious. The uh, mass shooting in Texas. So stay with us. They say if it bleeds, it needs. But we chose, I asked if we could leave this for the end. Because I couldn't think of continuing a podcast after this discussion. But the slaughter of school children in Texas by another and crazy teachers and teachers. Yes, of course. Um, by another crazy lone guy. OK, let's let's not let's not use the crazy word. Angry. 
resentful. Angry. All right, like, hostile. There, there are lots of people who live with mental illness who do not do this. Fine, this you make a about, good point. Yeah, this isn't about mental ill. This is about some sort of revenge plot or against society or some the the terminology that some researchers call it is a grieved entitlement that well, it's it's very the thing that's sad about it is it's it's not the first time and that's, this that's, will prompt no changes whatsoever in u.s gun law or u.s culture it, that's the thing that's sad is you talk about feeling helpless. You hear something like this. You wonder why I don't want to watch the news. This is horrible. And it's uh, become the kind of thing that Americans are used to. Like, it, it because it's children, it shakes them a little bit further. But after uh, Sandy Hook and all those children were killed or murdered, um, there was all kinds of talks about we need to do something about gun laws. And they didn't. And they never will. Um, you know, it's like uh, somebody said on Twitter, according to Republicans now, that's it. We need to do away with schools. You know, oh, is that the joke? Instead of dealing with, instead of getting rid of guns. And the thing about guns is there are other countries in the world that have a high per capita gun ownership. But yeah. they don't have the, mur the gun murder rate that they have in the U.S. I've always said the problem with the U.S. is not access to guns per se. It's the ease with which people use them. Well, I also think it's that Americans just distrust and fear their own neighbors. Yeah, they think everyone's out to get what they have. It's it's a real uh, predatory culture. And, and hey, parts of Canada are like this. We're not immune. I, I do not want to make it sound like Canada's this utopia. We let's face it when we we have had our situations in this regard here. Right. But they're less frequent. And most of the time, I mean, there were 19 people hurt on at an event down on a Toronto beach this weekend. But, you know, it, it has to be so terrible to make the U.S. news. The U.S. has 10 times the population we do. Uh, there are caveats here, but there is just something. Can, can I give my... Uh, hot take on what we actually could do about this if you if you think there's something that we can do to stop what this this homicidal rage that people feel and this entitlement to take other people's lives be my guest yeah um so what it is is catching the sign sooner right not leaving people to just twist in the system there's got to be I just interrupt America doesn't have a system. Well, we yes. We do not have a healthcare yeah. system. Yeah. We, we don't even have a good mental health care support system here. And we've got a healthcare <sighs> system. America doesn't have mental health care supports. I mean, years ago, Reagan emptied out the mental hospitals. Right. Um, we, they, oh, did you, did you just slam Reagan right down the date and time? Yes. You know, it, and th this can benefit a lot of things, not just, um, not just a single issue. It's really easy to talk about mental health, mental health, mental health. Yes, I'm putting on my it's not therapy cap again. 
But what we're really lacking, what I hear from people every day is there's a lack of community, a lack of being aware of what other people, what's going on with other people. People don't want to get involved. People don't want to connect. People are, are so afraid of other people. People don't know their neighbors anymore the way they used to. People don't reach out for help. They don't make these connections. People are just allowed to, to sort of go along and get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then the news blames video games that happened again, you know, they blame. And I mean, okay, again, guns are part of it in this particular thing. If it's harder to get guns, it's less likely to happen. Okay, but there's no political will in America to do anything about that. So let's focus on what we can. Community, community. There is real power in just giving someone a chance, even though they're angry. We don't know what the motives were with this, this guy. Um, the only thing we know is he was young and he was male. Right. Um, and that seems to be the, the, the most common thing, except for Vegas, where the guy was in his fifties. Right. But there are reasons that these tend to be men and not women. And I don't believe it's innate. I believe it's community structures. I believe it's an, an inability or, or not knowing how to ask for help. I, I think it's a, a lack of bonds, a lack of people going, come on, man. And even when people have a lot of acquaintances, they aren't meaningful connections. They aren't deep friendships. And we can do something about that. I'm not saying it would have stopped this, but it's something we can do. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Um, and, and it makes sense. I mean, we, yes, statistically men have problems. Society doesn't, still doesn't tell men it's okay to experience their feelings. It's okay to reach out to people and explain the experience of your feelings. It's okay to seek help for, uh, when, when you're, when you're in over your head. Um, oh, society it, says that, but then humiliates no, them when they do it. Yeah, it, no, society gives lip service to it at this yeah, point. Yeah, it that's what not, I mean, it's lip service. It is not permeated yet that you can be a man and not, because the, the whole idea of men standing alone on the range as heroes has always been nonsense. There's no, there is no hero that has ever existed that didn't get help from other people getting there, all right? Luke Skywalker getting, blew up the Death Star, but without Ben Kenobi, and without uh, Aunt Peru and Uncle Ben um, uh, or Uncle whatever, Owen, he would never have got there. Like you need th this idea of a man being a, an island unto themselves that requires no assistance from anybody and ne never reaches out and asks or that makes you weak. That is nonsense that has persisted far too long and it has hurt men over and over and over because there are men who would like to reach out, but their self-image as talked yeah. about by society, tells them not to do that because if they get rejected, they're going to feel completely emasculated and like a right. complete damned fool. And they're they're pushing the same messages on women now too. There's all these rumors coming out that, you know, the female heroes can't have male heroes helping them or that's mansplaining or it's demeaning or something like that. And I'm like, come on, why are we just making female driven content just as like toxic as male driven content? You know, like, come on. But 
various groups, hey, people are easier to control if they're isolated. Everything is is short-term results-driven. People aren't thinking about the bigger picture. But again, you don't have to be rich and powerful to make an impact in the lives of the people around you. You can be the change you want to see. You know, you can ask somebody, are you okay? And actually be open to hearing, no, no, I'm not. See, I'm a crusty old bastard. But I still, when I'm at like a supermarket or somewhere and I'm dealing with the, the person at the cash, I still say, how's your day been? You know, because most people don't even pay attention that they're human. Yeah. And sometimes just little things like that, that, that shows that you recognize that they're a person and not just a function, little okay, things but, can make but a I difference. Have, but I have clients, they're neurodivergent and somebody says something like that to them. And that's a, oh my God, freak out because they don't know what to say. And to me, that's somebody that's been so failed by the system that they haven't been taught how to make small talk. Yeah. That, you know, they, um, sometimes they yeah. don't see the point in it. I don't either, but I know how to do it, right? There's a difference between not liking it and not having the skill. There are just so many people the system has just left dangling and we can do something about that. Don't do wait recommend? for somebody. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. If you can be of use somewhere, if you can be a support for somebody, do it. Take 10 minutes and check in on somebody and say, hey, are you OK? It, it, you don't you don't have to move mountains, but that can matter so much to someone. And again, I'm not saying it could have stopped this, but earlier interventions instead of just going, no, no video games. They rot your brain. Sit down and talk to your kid, especially your 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 teenage son or the, the teenager in your life and find out what they like about these games, because it's a way of indicating maybe there are some warning signs there or maybe you'll discover empathy in your kid and an intelligence you didn't know was there. It can that, go both ways. And that is where we will leave it this week. And for more uh, good advice, practical solutions for everyday problems. Um, you can uh, find Leanna here on Saga 960 AM, uh, uh, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Uh, it's also available at saga960am.ca. You can listen live or you can find the podcast there. There's, uh, I guess, three there now. Uh, there will be four by the time this airs. Yeah, there will uh, be four. Um, worth listening to a, divert, a, a variety of people talking, uh, sharing their challenges and Leanna trying to help them through it. Uh, no, I don't help. I'm of use. You're of use. People um, help themselves. I don't, right. I don't like Leanna the help thing. For help. Yeah. I uh, am a tool in many yes. ways. And uh, find that. Uh, and that's it. Uh, ready to say, uh, to say our, our trademark goodbye. See, this is why I didn't end on this. Cause now this is going to seem really like superficial. It's the way we end the show. All right. All right. You ready? Three, yeah. two, yeah. one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.